Welcome to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. Our goal is to help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us. Now, let's join our team as we get to follow up, break down, and gain deeper insight into this week's message. Hey guys, welcome back to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. I am Justin Oswald, the Executive Pastor of TC. Back with me again today is our Lead Pastor, Brad Livingston. What's up, guys? It's going to be back. Another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast, again, except once again, <laughs> it is not just another week. No, it is not. It was not just another sermon, and it's not just another podcast. <laughs> it's not. We have John with us. What up? He's not new. No, not new to the John's podcast. Not new at all. John serves as our creative director. He's been doing nothing lately. Yeah. Zero. Absolutely. <laughs> nothing Zero. going on. Him. Um, I've been laid up. Him and and Kyle with production and our worship team and all of our production team and John and some of his, his uh, creative interns and all this, man, really been. Working overtime. Really been great Sorry. making sure we have. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Really been great making sure we have church on Sunday um, online and yeah. and all these things. So uh, yeah, It's been quite a, a lot. It is a lot. But it's you, so funny what right the times we're in. Like I was talking to Nick the other day, who's our our new student director, and yeah. it was just talking about you know with all this one can't gather and can't get teens together and all this, and it's just like it was all about like online and social and all this. Yeah. Like who would have thought that student ministry would essentially mean you got to become like a social media expert and that you you know seriously like, who you know what I mean like right. it, just in general you know like you can't preach a message. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I mean, you can kind of, but like the the way of how you used to preach a message is just it's just not there. Right. You know, right. it's hard enough getting kids to pay attention for thirty minutes in person. Now you try to go digital with that. Forget about it. You know, it's just very yeah. very challenging. So we're just challenging times. Which the one thing I like about all this is it forces you to think. Mm-hmm. It forces you to be creative. It forces you to think out of the box. It forces you to boy howdy. You know all these things yeah. that are. That kind of stuff excites me, but right. that's how I am. But yeah, yeah. during second service, uh, when it was going live, I turned, uh, I texted Kyle. I say I turned to Kyle because he's like literally right next to me because my phone. But that's it because he's at his house. <laughs> but, but I texted Kyle and I was like, "Bro, this is wild." It like, is wild. think about how we were at AMC and we were worried about. Or I said I should shouldn't say worried, but we were concerned about like how Sunday was going to happen at AMC <laughs> and how all the production people were going to be there and and doing their parts and you know going through all that and how the creative team was going to do what they're supposed to do and and then it's like this is <laughs> none of it <laughs> none matters. of it matters yeah. none of it matters so um, yeah it's just wild yeah it's been it's been quite the quite a a turn and a shift uh in everything i mean you think our thinking process leadership styles i mean everything is just kind of different and um so yeah i mean it's just been i don't know man it's been um you know it's been a lot of pivoting a lot of like uh, uh, analyze adjust repeat type yeah. stuff you know like well that thing we always say like hold it loosely boy howdy man, you listen, know man. God, things are oh. changing and it's just cool. So, anyways, for those of you who are joining us on Facebook, man, Facebook Live, glad you're here. For those listening on the podcast, glad you're back. Um, you know, the people on uh, there's a lot of people probably at home. So, you know, hop on, yeah. share this. We'll uh, we'll just we'll talk after we do kind of the podcast portion. If there's questions and stuff in the comments, we'll stay on for a little bit and answer them. Um, once the, we're done with the the actual podcast, but we'll stay live on Facebook for a few minutes. So, hang out with y'all, talk a little bit, whatever. 
right. you yeah. know, answer yeah, questions. No so, so post them. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So this past Sunday, you know, we uh, picked up with part two of the faithful series, um, you know, and we were talking about hope dealers, you yeah. know, and uh, if there's ever been a time that we needed some hope dealers, <laughs> it's, it. it's now, right? It is now. Um, and we were, we were kind of talking about uh, this idea from Hebrews 11, 1, um, you know, which is kind of like the verse we've been piggybacking on for this whole series. Um, but faith is the confidence in what we hope for uh, and the assurance about what we do not see. Yeah. Right. Um, and, you know, I think our past I, we, I think everyone takes one of two approaches to our past, right? So we either allow like what happened in our past and the pain of our past and, and the circumstances of the past. We either allow that to paralyze us, which is what we talked about on Sunday, right? Um, uh, we either let that happen or there's the other side of it, which I don't think many of us are that good at, but it is what we should become better at. And it's allowing the confidence of our past to give us hope, in what God is promising us. Yeah. So it's like, man, rarely, rarely do we encounter something like coronavirus or whatever else people may be going through right now. Rarely do we encounter that. Then look back to six months ago when we were facing something else difficult and how God miraculously and sovereignly and, uh, all those things brought us through it and go, well, if he brought me through that, he'll bring me through this. Right. Yeah. That should be our attitude, but oftentimes it's not, you know what I mean? Like oftentimes it's like, <laughs> we get real selfish. Oh no, this is going to get catastrophic. Like yeah. this isn't God's not, you know, I know he came through every other time for me, but I don't know if he's <laughs> going to come through this time. You know, it's like yeah. we kind of find ourselves in that, in that situation, uh, and kind of taking that tone of approach right so we usually allow the unknown in our circumstances dictate the things that we do know yeah you know and it's uh so it's it's uh when we encounter circumstances it's like what is your mental approach right is your mental approach to you know fall into the trap of allowing your pain to paralyze you or is it uh or is it allowing confidence to come from how god has come through for you in the past. Right. So that's good. Um, so anyways, Jesus sits down with, uh, his disciples in, uh, the book of Luke chapter 22. Right. And, um, he's sitting down with them and he's, he's having this meal with them. And, you know, uh, he is, uh, you know, they're, they're having their kind of the Passover meal, the last supper, you know, the whole nine, um, and as he's doing that, he's telling them how great, essentially he's like putting himself on display. Like I am God, you know, like well, I am God, but you know what I'm saying? I'm the son of God and I'm here to fulfill the prophecy. And so he's kind of rehearsing all of that and giving them instruction. And, and essentially he's, he's building up the glory uh, of God in himself um, and giving them some direction. And, you know, it's just like we said, you know, no sooner than that finishes, you know, they go into a full blown argument over which one of them is the, which one of them is the greatest, which I think is hilarious because like, I think that's so, uh, we, we preach about the disciples because of how like much, how obedient they were to Jesus and how much they honored. It's like, there are moments like this that it's like, oh yeah, these were just. Oh yeah, regular like regular old dudes, you know. They were like, not put together, right? I could think of like seven people in our church that would do the exact same thing. They they were not put together. <laughs> they were uh, yeah rough on the rough around the edges. rough around the edges. Yeah. So um, 
So Jesus is communicating with them. He's having this conversation with them. And the long and short of it is he, and you can go back and listen to the sermon if you want all of, all of what happened. But uh, at, at the end of the day, he comes down to Peter, Simon, who becomes Peter, right? So um, he starts talking to Peter, who always got himself in trouble. His mouth's always going. Um, and he looks at Simon. He says, Simon, Simon. He says, behold, Satan demanded to have you that he may sift all of you like wheat. And I think that's important because he was, he was telling Simon this. He was telling Peter this, but he's letting him know that it's all he, not, not just you. You know, if you, if you get into it, you actually see, he's like, he, Satan has a plan to sift all of you like we, mm-hmm. but then he looks at Simon and says, I pray that your faith wouldn't fail, which means like, he had confidence. I guess Jesus had confidence in the others, but like <laughs> Simon's like, you're the one I'm kind of worried about, man. You know? like, right. <laughs> so um, he says, I pray for you that your faith uh, may not fail. Um, and I think that that's kind of that, that text is kind of what we built as the backbone of the sermon for this past or for this week. Um, you know, because we've said this a number of different ways in the years past uh, in this particular week, this is the way we're saying it, but this idea that it's he, Jesus wasn't saying that you weren't going to be sifted. He's saying that he prays that your faith doesn't fail you when you are sifted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and for, for many of us, I think that's where we find ourselves somewhere. It's like, man, we're, we're, we're leveraging our circumstances against God saying, I thought you were good. I thought you were great. Why would you let me go through this? Right. And God's like, I didn't say you wouldn't be sifted. <laughs> Yeah. I'm praying that your faith wouldn't fail when you are, oh, right? Yeah. I'm not saying that you wouldn't get sick. I'm not saying that It's like the it's like the no weapon formed against you will prosper. Right. It's like it doesn't he didn't mean say, a weapon. <laughs> he didn't say they wouldn't form. Right. Yeah, he just yeah. said they wouldn't prosper. Right, right, right. Right. And you can go through like all these and and that's why you know like uh certain pastors that we will not name on the podcast uh that we know as heretics uh <laughs> but when they say like say i don't believe i refuse <laughs> <laughs> well there's some i will call out there's some i'm gonna leave <laughs> okay, okay. uh but you know he says i refuse to believe in a theology that makes room for suffering oh i just watched this <laughs> i just watched this the other day and i'm like i'm like yeah. how then what theology are you buying into mm. right Mm-mm. like it's like not only did jesus who is the example for us to follow suffer, but every person, every disciple suffered every, every biblical example we have suffered. I mean, we're talking about it in a minute with Paul, but Paul suffered. I mean, look at, uh, think of all the stories we preach out of for a second. Daniel in the lion's den, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fire, Job, like what you're talking about you don't believe in a theology that makes room for suffering. Like, then what do you believe in? Right. Like, that's ridiculous to me. Islamic mysticism. <clears throat> mm. I, I'll, we'll keep going. I'm telling you. <laughs> that's, that's, a, what, that's a post-podcast conversation. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's, what, that's what's happening over there. So, so yeah, so we, we, we find, like, you know, we find ourselves in these portions of these conversations where it's like, you know, Jesus is essentially telling all, he's telling Simon this, but he's telling all of us this, you know, this idea that, um, you know, we've, we've, many of us have, I wouldn't say everybody has, I think some people were raised in a healthy theological, uh, meaning understanding of God. They, they've got a healthy understanding of God and what it means to follow him. Um, and so, I think that there are some people that maybe don't fall into this trap, but I think a lot of people do, you know, you buy into this idea that, all right, man, God's here to give me good things. You know, all good things do come from the Lord. 
doesn't mean that all things that come are good. You know, mm-hmm. now that he makes all things work together for the good of those who love him or are called according to his purpose. Like, we know that's true because the Bible says it. So he'll make all things work together for the good, but it doesn't mean that all things are good. Yeah. Like there are right. things, I mean, go back and read Romans nine. You know what I mean? Like it's read Matthew 24. Like there's plenty of examples in the Bible where God puts on display this idea, particularly Paul writing in Romans nine. Um, that God is sovereign even in the unjust. God is sovereign and in control even in the difficult yeah. like, difficulties. Like um, that, there are things that happen in this world that look evil and whatever. That God is sovereignly in control of those things. Mm-hmm. And um, so sifting is coming. And I think for every believer, for every person, I think it's important that we understand that there's a sifting coming. Matter of fact, I would dare say we may be two, three to four weeks into the sifting in America right now, right? Yeah, it's, Where it's probably going to continue. And it's going to continue for a little while, right? And, and, and Jesus is on the scene talking to Simon, and I believe he's telling us the same thing right now. Yeah. The enemy has set to sift you like wheat. There is a plan in motion to sift you like wheat, right? There is something happening where, where your, your faith is going to be tested, and I'm not here to eliminate the test. I'm here to pray for you that your faith wouldn't fail in the middle of it. Yeah. And I think that that's that, you know, again, this is like the, this is the portion of the story that we built the backbone of our message on, right? Is that he, he's coming to him and he's telling this. So I'm, he's saying, I'm not, ex- I'm not praying that you wouldn't experience hardships. I'm not telling you you're not going to experience hardships. I'm praying that you wouldn't, that they wouldn't own you. Right, that you, that in the midst, you know, that we can stand uh, confidently in the privacy of our own home with no one coughing on us, uh, and declare the goodness of God. <laughs> That's because it. you love it. Yeah, you don't have to, uh, you know, go and hold public gatherings uh, <laughs> to experience the presence of. Anyway, so, uh, <laughs> so so what what I'm getting at is that we step into this space, and I'm. I, I let me just preface. I'm not. I mean, pray pray for our pastors, y'all. Just pray for our pastors. So (laughs) the ones that are doing what I believe to be the right thing and the ones that are doing what I believe to be the wrong thing, but that's just me. And I'm, I'm, I'm just another man called to lead his church. Well, and I think that's what we're doing, but whatever, all that to say is (laughs) all that to say is, uh, is that when we step into this space, right. But that's what Paul talks about, man. In second Corinthians four, eight through nine, Justin, I know you got that. If you want to read it, uh, second Corinthians four, eight through nine. Yeah. We are hard pressed on all sides, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. Yeah. and, And Paul goes out of his way, right. To communicate what we're talking about right now. Like, this is like, he's saying, we are hard-pressed on every side. So if you follow a leader that doesn't make room for suffering in their theology, then they're a heretic. Mm. They're not of God, and they're not reading the Bible. They're preaching something, but it ain't a, it ain't Jesus who suffered on the cross. It ain't Paul who suffered in preaching the gospel. It's not the disciples who suffered in following the Christ. It's something else. But... <laughs> All that to say, but Paul comes in and he says, and it's not to say that like, it's not to say that we love suffering. What I'm saying is if we don't build up a healthy understanding in our people that suffering is going to happen, then their theology falls apart when it does. Mm. And I think that's why it's so important to talk about, you know what I mean? Like I'm I'm not saying you need to just embrace and love suffering. No, pray every minute of it that you get out of it. Jesus prayed, if this cup can pass from me, please 
right? He prayed so much that he was sweating blood. Like, so it's not to say that you can't pray that God would move you through seasons quickly, that he could remove you from seasons completely. But at the end of the day, what does it look like to remain faithful in the midst of um, seasons like that? So Paul is telling us in 2 Corinthians 4, 8 through 9, he's like, we're hard pressed on every side. I don't know about you guys, but there has been moments over the last three weeks where I kind of felt like the world was caving in on me a little bit, like the pressure of decision-making and making sure that my wife is taken care of. And John had a baby recently. So there, I'm sure there's a lot of stress <laughs> in that. And, and uh, Justin uh, owns no pets or anything. So uh, he's making sure that he's good. Uh, <laughs> That's right. But so, seriously, and yeah, you mean, know, yeah. people, I care about people, but uh, the, well, the leaves on what? his, on his back porch, are just getting crazy. Yeah. They really are. <laughs> That's true. So, so, but we've all like every, I'm sure that everyone can relate with the idea that we feel hard pressed on every side yeah, right no now. Doubt. You know oh, the pressure and just whatever, right? Yeah, because you know there's weight with decisions. Yeah, you know, especially for you know if you're a nurse out there, you know if you're a nurse listening, God, we're praying for you guys right now, and doctors and EMTs and and just anyone if you're considered essential personnel, we'll, let's say it like that, we're definitely praying for our nurses right now because you know you're on the front lines, you are by nature asking to come in contact with sick people right mm, now. And mm-hmm. I think that that's, man, we're, we are praying for you guys. And I mean, genuinely, and there are things in motion right now behind the scenes. We I do want to let transformation church people know, you know, go check out the dream team page uh, or the TC family page. Yeah. Uh, we put up a post where group, we're, TC we're, family group. Or TC family group, sorry. Yeah. Uh, where we're, we're actually, we're actively serving the nurses, uh, in our communities right now. And if you want to help become a part of that, you can do so. Just go uh, find that um, post in the TC family page and comment on it. And we'll come back and we'll help introduce you to how you can help with that. But, For sure. but you know, like wherever you're at in life right now, that feeling of being hard pressed on every side, but because, because our faith doesn't fail, we're not crushed. But if our faith failed, we would be crushed. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, can you yeah. imagine not having yeah. confidence in anything right now? Like we have confidence that God's going to bring us through this. Could you imagine not having that confidence right but now? It's really easy to do. Well, it's right like, y'all <laughs> remember that, you know how, you know how Christian movies are kind of cheesy, but do you remember the, the God's yes. not dead? Oh, don't I. You remember God's not dead? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So at the very end, you know, when the reporter, the atheist reporter girl is in. She's talking to DC talk. When she's talking to them. Wait, um, newsboys newsboys same thing, same thing. Um, <laughs> yeah she's talking to them and she's like i don't believe in god whatever whatever and they're just like oh well where's your where's your hope in yeah like gen- but it was like genuine a genuine moment and it was just kind of like, it's kind of like that like yeah. you don't believe so like where yeah where is your hope in yeah maybe it's nothing i guess yeah. it's, i guess it has to be right, right i mean yeah. yeah i mean i think for us that's the that's the key you know, is that it's, it's gotta be, you know, we, our hope is in something and, and not having hope would, you know, that would just drive me crazy. But, um, but yeah, he says we're hard pressed on our side, but we're not crushed. We're perplexed. We lack understanding. Like I am baffled. You know, what are the different words we use? Like bamboozled and, you know, like I'm, I am perplexed. Get like, your thesaurus out. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, what's another word for thesaurus? think about it um but yeah we're we're crushed you know but we're not crushed we're perplexed but not in despair persecuted not abandoned and struck down and not destroyed and so man i just think that i mean that's the that's the the backbone behind this is is because all of those things are true 
Paul is saying you, we are all of those things, but because we have Jesus, the antidote to all of those things, uh, is we have security. Mm-hmm. We're struck down. We're just not destroyed. Like, you know, and I, and I think that that's an important, um, declaration for us to have is that you can be hard pressed on every side. You can be perplexed. You can be persecuted and you can be struck down. It's just that you're not crushed, you're not in despair, you're not abandoned, and you're not destroyed in the midst of all of that. Right. Yeah. And so that's super important. So that gets us to our first point uh, on from Sunday. Yep. Jesus isn't praying for your sifting. He's praying for your confidence. That's right. Uh, he's not praying for your sifting. Uh, why would Jesus pray for your sifting if he's, if he's already acknowledged that sifting is going to happen? Right, so he's not praying for your sifting. He knows that it's going to happen. He's praying that you're confident about what your confidence is in in the midst of your sifting, yeah. right? Um, and so, and that's kind of where we jumped in. We talked a little bit about the about Daniel and the lions den, mm-hmm. you know, on Sunday in the message, and and uh, you know, Daniel is uh, faithful to God, and I do think it's important. We didn't mention this Sunday, but I, I, you know, we can talk about it here. I do find it interesting that it was Daniel's faithfulness to the Lord that got him put in the lion's den. You know what I'm saying? Now there was some conniving behind the scenes to like set him up and trap him, but it was ultimately, it was his praying to God that gets him like his faithfulness to the Lord got him thrown in the lion's den. Yeah. Right. Um, and so he's, uh, you know, if it, for many of us, we would be leveraging that against the Lord. God, how could you let me get thrown in this lion's den? Mm. The only reason I'm even here is because I was praying to you. Right. If you were good, you wouldn't let me get thrown in this lion's den. If you really loved me, you wouldn't let me be in this situation. Ooh, a, right. How uh, could you, how could you do this? Yeah. How, right. So that's, that's what many of our conversations with the Lord will look like. How, how can you let me go through this? How could you love me? And like, like we, we find ourselves in this space. Uh, and it's like, and the only reason I'm even here is because I was doing the right thing that you asked me to do. But if he brought you to it, well, Go on, take us there, John. Then he will bring you through it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's good, John. I thought he was going to start that country song. Oh, if you're God, going no. through hell, keep on going. <laughs> you know, you know, yeah. well, no, I'm not a country. That's always no, easy over there. Right. But yeah, so so uh, you know that. So obviously, uh, it's one of those things where we could all feel that way and. And uh, chill out, Siri. Oh, bro, I'm telling you, Siri's guys, going crazy. Big brother over here listening yeah. to us. Uh, so, <laughs> but yeah. So, and I think we can all relate to that, where it's like you know, I, I, there have been moments in my life, and I'm sure people are going through them right now. God, if you loved me, why would you? And then fill in the blank. Particularly with the coronavirus, you know, I talked to a pastor buddy of mine yesterday. Got a pastor friend of mine who knows five pastors up north who have all died from coronavirus five man that's crazy. so that's, that's just all, like that's so, and so you just you, you think about how it's starting to impact people yeah. um they, and it's like we can't measure god's goodness in the midst no. of they shouldn't want to tampa anyways uh so <laughs> so luke, luke 22 32 we come back to this story where he's talking to peter simon but I'm going to keep saying Peter. Um, <clears throat> he's talking to him and, uh, and Jesus looks at him and he says, but I pray for you that your faith may not fail. 
And then he looks at him, he says, and when you have turned again, in other words, when you've come through it, when you've made, the, when you've turned the corner, when this is over with, then strengthen your brothers. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and I think this is important because essentially Jesus isn't <clears throat> telling him like, hey, you've made it through. So like, you know, now that you're done, just chill out <laughs> and go take it to the house. Yeah. You know, mm. throw, throw a pool party and just. Ride this out until it's all over with. You know what I mean? Like Break out the bread and wine. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. right. Like, <laughs> he's not, he doesn't do any of that. He's, you know, don't throw steaks on the grill. They're not talking about any of that. He's like, as a matter of fact, he puts him on mission. I think that's for those, for us as a church, for the capital C church, you know, for, for us, uh, is what does it look like, man? Cause what, what is it going to take? What is it going to look like for us not to just get through this, but be on mission as we come through this, yeah. you know? And I think, you know, I, I can't speak for every Christian in every church out there, but I can speak for transformation church. My question to everyone listening from TC right now is what are you doing to live beyond yourself right now? That's good. You know, what are you doing to live beyond just you, just survival, you know, because, you know, what Jesus says to Peter is like, I'm praying that your faith doesn't fail you. And once you've come through it, now strengthen your brothers, you know, and for us as believers, you know, God is, Jesus is looking at us and God's looking at us telling the same thing. You know, it's me. It's like, I'm praying that in the midst of what you're going through right now, your faith wouldn't fail. But as you come through that, strengthen your brothers. And I don't, I don't think Jesus means as you come through, it doesn't mean as you're finished with it, as you mentally, as you psychologically, as you emotionally come to the place where you're putting your confidence in me, that's the place that you then strengthen your brothers. Right? So we don't wait for coronavirus to be gone before we get back to mission. No, no, no. Like in the midst of this, we're on mission. Yeah. Um, you know, now use wisdom and all that stuff. You know, I mean, I don't know if you need to do door to door evangelism right now, I don't know if that's the move. <laughs> it's like maybe use some wisdom and pray about it. I mean, if God puts on your heart, then uh, listen to him. Uh, but you, you ain't finna say Pastor Brad said. Cause I, I don't think God's putting that on anyone's heart. <laughs> he's putting on my heart. You come to my door, you might get a throat punch. And <laughs> we talking to you through the door. What you want? Yeah, I don't, but, but yeah, so he does that. And, and that, that kind of brings us to that next point. You know, it's like confidence sets in when the strengthened becomes the strengthener. Right. And it's like uh, when the person that has been whose faith has been strengthened, when the person who is coming through the difficult times, when the person who has been encouraged, when the person who has uh, held on to Jesus in the midst of their pain, their struggle, their circumstances, their difficulties, like when that person uh, is is dealing in the best healthy way uh, what they're going through. um, Then what does it look like for that person to then be the encourager to other people? Right. Um, and I think it goes back to that old saying where it's like, you know, um, the greatest Bible story some people will ever read is yours type of thing. You know, they don't, they don't want to know what the book says. They want to know how God impacted your life type thing. Now what the book says matters and we need to get to that. But sometimes the opening conversation is going to be, what has God done for you? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Part of your testimony. yeah. 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 So I think that that's, um, super important. So. Like, yeah, because I think, you know, we've all encountered people, you know, that have are turned off by the the faith because of Christians who put their who say they have their whole faith and belief in even this book, you know, like the Bible. Yet a lot of times everything they do is is contrary to everything that it says in there. And people know it like, you know, you say you believe that and your whole life is built on this yet 
you're kind of a jerk <laughs> or, or whatever, right, right, right. you know, it's like, um, so you're right. It's like, who, who is God to you? What has he done for you? Mm-hmm. Good yeah. deal. Absolutely. And so, um, and to kind of hold this up, you know, we go to Romans five verses one through four and, and, um, we see Paul talking again, he's kind of helping us. Um, and he says, uh, why don't you go and read it, Justin, Romans 5, 1 through 4. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into his grace in which we now stand, and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. But not only so, but we are also, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance produces character, and character produces hope. So I was talking with someone the other day and we were talking and they're, they're somewhat, they're new to TC again. That makes sense. So they, they were with us and moved and come back. And, uh, one of the conversations we were having is like, they were talking about how like they were talking to me and they were talking they They'd only been gone a couple of years. And they're like, I find it strange that you're a completely different person not from 20 years ago, from two years ago. Mm. And I was like, you know, in my mind, I'm like, I don't know how to take that. Th- thank you, I guess. You know, like, <laughs> what does that mean? You know, yeah. uh, I thought I was a cool dude two years ago. So well, who am I go, now? You know, can go both ways. Yeah, right. That's yeah. what I was like. I, thank you, I yeah. guess. Um, but he was like, he was just, he was mentioning that he's like, no, 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 there, there's like, the, the, uh, the, he's talking about leadership and, just all these things he's like man who you are now from two years ago is it's completely different it's really it's really crazy and this verse actually came to mind verse four from romans five actually came to mind because uh i was you know it we, we talked about glory in our sufferings because suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance produces character and character produces hope. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that was what kind of triggered in my mind when we were, t- when, as I was kind of working through that conversation and just as I kind of came back to it because it was a compliment and then you kind of come back to that and with a genuine heart go like, well, what, ha- what has changed and just praying, you know, and then if it's real, like God, how do I, how do I continue to be in that? And that was what the Lord showed me was Romans five, four, you know, he was like, man, you lived, you've lived in suffering. And because you lived in suffering, you learned what perseverance looks like. And that perseverance led to a certain level of character that you have to have to make it out on the other side of that, yeah, yeah. you know? So, uh, and obviously we're talking about Jabin and, and he's like the character that it takes to remain faithful in the midst of that type of pain and yeah. struggle produces in you a level of hope that is contagious for other people you know Absolutely. so so when people talk and they're like they're going through something rough and they're go you know because i've heard it i've heard it a million times and i always you know they're like you know it's like man i'm going through this and i know you've been through worse and your pain's way worse than my pain and i'm like bro pain is pain you know it's like listen i've broken my leg i've broken a lot of bones i got 14 fractures between my two ankles but i've also stubbed my pinky toe before and yeah, stubbing my pinky toe, not even close to the same level of injury as fracturing my ankle, you know, or breaking my wrist. But at the time, it still hurts. Yeah. No one stubs their pinky toe and goes, you know, <laughs> it hurts, but it doesn't hurt like that last time I broke my whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, yeah. it just hurts. And I think for people, <clears throat> you know, for those of you guys listening and watching, it's like, you know, it's like you don't have to measure your pain against someone else's pain 
to dictate whether or not you should be allowed to, to work through it. You right. know what I'm saying? It's like, so you know, on behalf of someone that has experienced, yes, some of the most difficult pain that anyone could endure. Uh, let me just give you the confidence to navigate your pain, whatever you're yeah. going through yeah. and, and, and do that. But as we were talking, you know, and, and going back to that Romans five, four thing, I just, God kind of showed me what that looks like. You know, I've read it a hundred, you know, probably a thousand times, but he showed me what it looks like to glory in your sufferings. And as you go through sufferings, realize that it takes you to this and that takes you to this. And so your sufferings takes you to perseverance and your perseverance creates character because it takes character to persevere through that type of suffering. So the suffering gives you the perseverance, right? And you establish a perseverance and that creates character. But people look at that character and go, man, that's the type of person I want to follow. And then you declare hope. You know, and it's like how he, how God packages all that together. And so for all of us here, because we're talking about hope dealers, what does it look like um, to endure suffering, whatever the suffering is, right? So it could be a mental suffering, you know what I mean? Like it could be anxiety about how you, we're all going to make it through this. It could be genuine suffering, whatever it may be. What does it look like to go through suffering? And then what does it look like for that suffering to create perseverance, Right. Have you, have you clamshelled yourself into your bedroom because your anxiety is so bad that you can't possibly look at how God would might, might want to, you're just trying to get through this season yourself, let alone how God wants to use you to, to impact somebody else, you know, because if that's the case, you're not experiencing perseverance, you know, you're not building character and you're not giving hope, you know, you're just sitting in your suffering but glorying in your suffering, like pushing through your suffering, counting it all joy when we're experiencing suffering. As James says, that comes from continuing to move even when you come in contact with something difficult like this. So, you know, has coronavirus paralyzed you, right? Or has it put you on mission? You know, again, maybe from the confines of your own home. Uh, but, <laughs> well, and, I, and I've always viewed things like, you know, um, how do I put into words to pick? It's like if everything is on a if, a, a timeline and we're right. continuing on this journey, right? And you go through something hard or bad to sit in it. How do you expect to come out of it? Like if you just sat in your room and sat in that. Now maybe there's a time for that. Like you know what I mean. Sure. But um, like things don't just magically like one day you wake up and you're out of it. You know, right. it's like, like to me, the way I view the the world and things is like, you just kind of keep going. Like, maybe I don't want to leave the house today well, in a, uh, normal circumstances. Sure. Like, I don't want to leave the house today <laughs> and go to work. But you know you need to because the, that makes tomorrow easier, which makes the next day, which makes next week. It's sure. like, that's how I've always viewed hard things like that. It's like, I don't understand that that the the other aspect but then and obviously there are like clinical things and like sure clinical like yeah, depression yeah. can be real and that's right, right, uh, right. as far as from a clinical perspective and all that it's kind of not what to get imbalanced is balanced right yeah, right yeah, right yeah. and that's really not what we're we're talking no, about no, at no. all um i think there's a season like it's you know even like grief and mourning and all that there's there's time for all that but um you, you kind of got to be got to yeah. be stepping mm-hmm. a little yeah bit. we you know we've talked to obviously because of what we've gone through we've talked to other people that have gone through significant trauma you know and, and one of the phrases that we use often uh when we're going through it is we talk about the haze the fog um you know when you experience significant trauma like that you you are genuinely in a haze a little bit and you don't know what direction is what mm. um and uh, so you don't even know 
you 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 genuinely are in like a, almost a a um, thoughtless, directionless space, and you do need that haze to clear out. You know, you you because you got to be able to see where you're going, right? Right. You know, kind of what you're talking about, and, and so there is a time frame, and that I think that time frame is different for everybody. Um, you know, it, and I don't I don't believe that it's weeks and months. You know, um, you know, may, maybe days and weeks for some people, but you know, you start getting into three six month conversations now. You're really, but I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist, and so I'm I'm going to cautiously say that if someone is experiencing that, you need to talk to someone that's more right. certified to give specific direction <laughs> to that. Let yeah. me say that, please. But yeah, <laughs> but I, I do want, I do believe that what does need to happen um, is that. You, you do got to get to where you can see through the haze a little bit where shapes start to reappear and your pain, the fog of your pain has started to at least, I don't think it's ever gone. I think that follows you for the rest of your life. It doesn't have to own you for the rest of your life, but I do think it follows you. Um, you know, maybe a low lying fog and maybe at your feet type thing, but it, I think it's always present. But as you go through that, you do have to get to where you can see through the haze has moved a little bit to where you can see it's like, and, and, I think what a lot of people do is they wait till they, they think that it should get back to the way that it was correct where there was no haze. And it's like, no, at some point you just learn to start moving when you can see through the haze just enough to start moving again. And I do think, you know, kind of with what you were saying, it's like, yeah, at some point you do got to go like, all right, I'm going to go to work today through this haze. And yeah, it's going to be hard because I can't see things as clearly as I used to. But I got, I got to go. You know, right. I can't just sit in this. And it goes to the cloud. to the last point, essentially, right? There's a bit of yeah. a. It takes a bit of a confidence in that, but that confidence in who your hope is in, and that changes your posture. Confidence changes our posture. Yeah. Right. And I think that yeah. is kind of the is 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 a major key with that. Yeah. You know, because yeah. it's acknowledging depending upon what you've gone through, mm-hmm. like, you know, experiencing loss like you have. Sure. You know. It's there is no back to the way it was, unfortunately. So you you have to come to terms with that and understand yep. that, yeah, I got to go out of my house today, and it's it's just different now, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and same with like a divorce or something like it's not the same as it was. It's it's different, and and of course that takes time to process that. That haze, I totally understand that. that yeah, totally makes sense. Yeah, totally. And um and and yeah, even in changing the posture, you know, it's one of the things we talked about on Sunday, which is like, you know, just going from like I really I don't know if God can or I really hope God can, and pos- and posturing yourself in confidence. Of, all right, I know God can. Yeah. Now, I don't know what it's going to look like when He does. When I, when you talk about can can get me through this, can hold me in the midst of it, can prove Himself faithful through this season. Like, all right, now I I I'm posturing myself to say I know God can. Now, so what is it going to look like when he does? You know what I mean? <laughs> right. And, and, pr- and praying, you, that's what it looks like. Jesus said, the enemy is set to sift you all like weed, and I'm praying that your faith wouldn't fail. And that's what that looks like. All right, I know I'm going to go through something, and I know God can get me through something. I know Jesus can carry me through it. Now, I don't know what it's going to look like. So I'm posturing myself that my faith wouldn't fail regardless of what we encounter. Right. And in that, um, being the type of person that introduces other people to hope, because people see that. I mean, that's what the world needs to see right now. The need, the world needs to see Christians acting like Christians right now, you know, and not Christians acting like the world because they're scared. You know, do you believe in the God you always talked about? Because this is the season of life where you prove that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, uh, this is the season of life where, you know, 
uh, you put your money where your mouth is type thing, you know? Right. So, and that's what we said on Sunday, man, you can worry or you can worship, but you can't do both. Right. You know, as believers, you know, it's like, so now don't get me wrong. It doesn't mean that you can't be concerned and all those things, but it's like, um, you know, worship is a hundred percent invested type of action, spiritual action where you abandon your other thoughts and you put your attention on the Lord and you worship him. Uh, and worry by default is the same way. I don't know if you, if anyone's ever noticed when you're worrying about something, you can't think of anything else. Right. That's a good point. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I don't worry much. So, but that yeah, is right. Yeah. When you, but when you are worried, yeah. you become, you know, think, I want you to think about the last time, even think about if you were watching a TV show and you started worrying about something, you could go through five, you'd have to go back and rewind that TV show because you, even though you might've been looking at the TV, you missed all of it. Right. And that's what we talk about. It's like, worry. you can worry or you can worship, but you can't do both because both of them require 100% of your yeah, attention. It's consuming. Yeah. 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 And so, um, you know, it's this idea that hope dealers lean into the confidence in what they're hoping for without the evidence of what they can't see. Right. Or with, without the evidence of what they will see, the only evidence that exists uh, for many of us. And that's why it's so important is it, the only evidence that, it, that exists right now is God's track record from before. Right. And we need to lean into that. You know, it's like, again, going back to the opening thing, it's like, you're going to let the pain of your current circumstances, you know, paralyze you. Or are you going to have confidence in the fact that God came through before and he'll do it again? Right. Um, and so, you know, uh, faith is the confidence of what we hope for. The evidence of the things we have yet to see. Right. Um, and so, and that kind of t- gets us ready for next week. So next week is a pivot over panic. Pivot. Pivot. Uh, pivot over panic. We need so. to find that clip. We do. Get it ready for next Can week. you find that? Yeah, I can find <laughs> Some friends. Yeah, we'll have that. That's so, fun. Yeah. So we appreciate you guys tuning in. And uh, prayerfully, all of this is encouraging to you. You know, you continuing. If, if you, uh, I do want to give a special shout out to the nurses and stuff. If any of you guys are the nurses from the groups that have been watching us uh, or that have we've been interacting with uh, and you're watching or listening for the first time, and we just want to say that we are well, praying for you guys. And, and let's just mention what that is. So we, yeah, go ahead. For, so we started a private Facebook group um, that is for, healthcare workers, you know, yep. nurse, nurses, doctors, and, and, and everything in between that or whatever, um, first responders and law enforcement officers. It's a private Facebook group. It's like a support and prayer group, um, on Facebook. Yep. Um, so, and there's a whole bunch of people already in it. Um, hundreds and it's, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's just kind of a place for those people to get on there, share prayer requests, share needs, um, even vent a little bit if, mm-hmm. if they if they want or need to with people who understand what they're going through. Um, so it's not open. Like it's it's you, there's it's some questions. It's not yeah. open to the public. Um, if there's some questions you need to answer before you get approved into the group. But then there are people part of our team that are that are on there that are you know interacting and, and, and answering those. And we're even in the process of putting together some uh, like a Zoom Zoom call weekly or even multiple, even more, multiple Zoom calls uh, throughout the week where they can get on and just talk and we can pray together and, and those type of things. So um, we want to we wanna do that for that community. It's a, it's a big deal, you know. They're, they're getting overwhelmed, yeah. you know, and it's not even the, 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 the thick of it yet. Yeah, we got, there's more um, to come. So, 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 be, so be, just be nice if you're out and about. Yeah. You know, let's just be nice to each other for a while. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I think that, that, I th- that's good advice. It is good advice. That's good advice. I mean, I think one of the things I think we should always do. Pastor Dan taught me this a long time ago, and uh, I I still work on it. But you know, one of the things he taught me a long time ago was like, you know, when when it seems like people are acting crazy or whatever, or just like they're doing something that seem that irritates you, you know, just ask yourself a question. Ask yourself the question: I wonder why they're acting this way. <laughs> you know and, and it'll help you know it's like you know maybe and it, it, it can be a short conversation with yourself it's like man, maybe they're a nurse and they just finish a 12-hour shift and they just they're worried about bringing coronavirus to their kid and that's why they're yeah you know moving slow at the checkout line or whatever you know what i mean just like maybe you know maybe their marriage is on the rocks right now because of what it just like yeah you know, maybe so it's like man just be just just give some grace all the time, but particularly in this season, you know, and be nice to, you know, like Lexi used to say when she was younger, be nice to meet others. So, uh, <laughs> shout out go. to Lexi Chigoni. I'm going to have to make fun of you. Sorry, yeah. Lexi. <laughs> there you go. Be nice to meet others. But keep keep yourself safe. Wash your hands. Do all that. Stay at home <clears throat> if you can. Definitely. Keep yep. yourself, you know, all that good stuff. No doubt. No um, doubt. So, Justin, tell me they can find more in the church if they want to. TransformationChurch.com or Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. That's it. That's it. So uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, we will be back next week. So you can catch us next week for another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast. See you guys. See you guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast. It would mean so much to us if you would subscribe, like, and review on iTunes. You get double points if you show us love by sharing it with your friends. Don't forget you can follow Pastor Justin and Pastor Brad on Instagram and Twitter at Justin Oswald underscore and at Brad Livingston underscore. You can tweet them your questions and comments or email them to us at followup at transformationchurch.com. For more info on Transformation Church, visit us online at transformationchurch.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. We'll be here next week where we will help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us.